0: Warning, the episode you are about to listen to most likely contains graphic language, details of violence and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: What is up,
0: everybody? Welcome to episode 17 of Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Hello, mother.
1: Hello, daughter. How are you today? I'm good, the weather's beautiful out. It is. And I had a good day at work. Now, here I am with my favorite person doing my favorite thing. Yay! Oh, and your dog's not even home, so you're totally talking about Yeah, puppy dogs and rainbows around here. There you go, and a little
0: bit of murder. So, uh, speaking of that, let's just jump right into this week's episode, on today's episode of Murder With My Mother. We are diving into the case of the 2008 murder of Travis Alexander that took place in Mesa, Arizona. Do you remember
1: that one? I do remember it. I think there were a lot of things that stuck out for everyone because it was kind of when murders, uh, trials and stuff like that became televised Mm -hmm. and kind of publicized. Yeah. And it was very,
0: very publicized, this case. It
1: was, I think because of the fact that the people that were involved were extremely good looking and young and probably relatable to a lot of people. That was
0: kind of like with the Ken and Barbie killers. Remember when we did a case on Paul and Carla? It was kind of the same thing. You're more, I don't know, it's like you're more in disbelief that someone beautiful could do something
1: so heinous. I don't know. Yeah. And I think just the fact that I mean, looking at these people, these are people that the average Joe would aspire to be, like, aspire <laughs> to look like, and... Yeah. yeah, except until you get into the nitty gritty details and you're
0: like, okay... And then you realize that everyone's actually fucked up no matter what you look yeah. like. Shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So Travis Alexander was brutally murdered by his ex-girlfriend, Jody Arias, who had apparently been stalking him after they had a brief relationship that was kind of hot and heavy and in turn ended in a breakup. So we kind of all know know someone that's been in a relationship like that. Or... I have a friend of a friend that went through that A know? couple times, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like your first heartbreak. That's kind of what brings it out. You know, that crazy, the jealousy, the... It's very tumultuous. It's very... It's
1: crazy too, because when you look back on situations that you've had like that, I mean, nobody around here ever killed anyone, but the obsession and the way you think and like when you're seeing someone you really like that doesn't necessarily reciprocate your feelings and human nature tells us you have to have them even more because they don't want you. Yeah, that always you want
0: more mm. what you can't have.
1: And then when you look back on it years later, like we were just kind of oh doing
0: and it's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed or... Well, and you being my mother, you have been present for all of my relationships. <laughs> so I I mean, okay, I obviously every single step I've taken has made me the person I am today. But holy shit, when I look back at some of the relationships
1: I, I had, know, right? I'm like,
0: what the... like it's like a completely different mindset and especially the ones that kind of got you a little differently like broke your heart or those ones and again taking a step back and you know a couple months down the road couple weeks even down the road sometimes it's like okay holy shit how did I even let myself feel that way about this person well, when the smoke starts to clear exactly right? and yeah. then you
1: look at this person later and you're like oh I, did, I, <laughs> I wouldn't even yeah I wouldn't even go out with your dad, again, <laughs> if you paid me to. <laughs> my dad? Oh my god. Yeah, no. He was one of my psycho ones. Thank you so much for
0: conceiving me. But again, it's a mystery to me how you guys even hung out in
1: the same room. I mean, how you even hung out in the same room as him because,
0: he has a repulsive.
1: <laughs> I remember like walking down the hallway when he broke up with me for like the millionth time in the apartment building and thinking like, oh my god, just please just let him like me again just one more time. And it's like oh, now I look back and it's like, no. Yeah, see, so if you give
0: yourself a little time, even though you might feel like, you know, no one else can have him but me or whatever, or men, you know, men get like that too. I, I know someone that actually... Was so caught up in their breakup and was such a jealous person that he actually he went so far as to kill his girlfriend. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. I mean, it happens on both sides of things. And today we're gonna dive into the first part of kind of watching their relationship blossom. We'll get into a bit about Travis, and you guys can kind of see how this ended in a very uh, fucked up way. I don't know. Totally fucked up. Explain it.
1: Very. I mean, it's tragic on all sides, really.
0: Yeah. So. With that, we will get right into this episode. We hope you guys enjoy episode 17 of Murder With My Mother. Enjoy. Travis Victor Alexander was born in Riverside, California on July 28th, 1977 to his parents Gary and Pamela Alexander. Gary and Pamela are said to have been like the hippie type, I guess. That's that's how it's explained in multiple articles that I read. In other articles that I read, it says that they basically smoked a lot of pot. Uh, didn't take care of any of their kids. <laughs> they were very just kind of party lifestyle. Their kids kind of had to fend for themselves, and not to mention Travis was one of eight kids. <laughs> so obviously they were probably younger. Were yes, younger? I, that I, I honestly I, I couldn't find that, but judging from that, it's kind of like maybe they started younger. They had eight, so you have to think yeah. having eight kids for anyone is gonna be a shit show. But having eight kids when you also have um, a substance abuse problem and you're not fully paying attention to taking care of your kids is probably an issue.
1: Well, there's also the other side of the coin where maybe that's why they had a substance abuse issue. Because they
0: had eight kids? Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I had two kids and I had you guys really young. And I mean, it could be said that I wasn't probably the most responsible adultish parent, but I was also very young. Yeah. But that it was comes... fun. It was super fun. Yeah. Super fun. I'm here to attest to that, so. Yeah, but
0: no, it is very, that's, you know, when you have kids young, sometimes it, you can't get the right foundation for yourself. Right. So I could see where you would think that, but I couldn't find that anywhere, but there was eight of
1: them. So well, they must've started young.
0: <laughs> yeah. What happened was they kind of dive, started to dive deeper into harsher drugs. And Travis at age 11 actually moved in with his father's parents. So his grandmother, Norma Jean Preston Alexander, was a devout Mormon with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yes, so that is a Mormon faith, and she guided Travis with loving arms into the Mormon religion. So,
1: and I guess if you've been growing up in a shit show well, yeah. religion
0: and all of that, like that structure is probably very inviting to you. Well, and being an 11-year-old where you crave structure if you don't have that oh. or if you any kind of trauma that you're that you come from, if you're going any place seems better than that. So, he was pro- he it was said that he would pray and hope to get away from there and he, that's why he kind of saw his grandmother as almost like this guardian savior that brought him to religion and you know brought well, him that to makes Jesus Christ. For
1: sure when you're growing up in that.
0: Yeah, so in nineteen ninety seven, the rest of his siblings also came to live with his grandparents because his father passed away. So oh. seven of them was probably too much for his mother to take on by herself. Now that all the troubles of Travis's turbulent childhood were mostly behind him, Travis longed to be successful and as far away from what his parents would have pretty much raised him to be. He he strived to be the opposite of what his parents were. He wanted to be wealthy, not only for himself and his life, but to be able to, you know, help people in a less fortunate position. So he was, it was said that he was very giving and very helpful. Hmm. Yeah. So as Travis got closer and closer to his religion, he kept mostly Mormon friends and pretty much only dated Mormon girls. He did a lot of charity work and in his early 20s travis tried to go to college but he quickly realized that this wasn't the route for him to take and there's lots of people like that you know they're he liked to learn stuff but he didn't do well in college
1: well education i think as well as the social setting of college isn't for everybody a lot of people struggle with that and especially i guess if you have those morals that are so staunch College could be a pretty wild place.
0: Yeah, because anyone of the Mormon faith, it kind of differs, I think, obviously, church to church, but the basic rules are no alcohol, no drugs, no caffeine, and to stay abstinent until marriage. So to save yourself, essentially, for your husband or wife. So premarital sex is like a big no-no in the Mormon faith. Huh. Yeah, that's why. Have you seen that show? That one where I don't know when uh, some people in the Mormon faith. I think it's Mormon when they. go. Oh no, they're Amish. Oh, Amish. Okay. Oops, different one, but same thing. I mean, when you when, when they've been let raised. Them go out, yeah, they, they let, let them, them like go all out right, here's your six months, and yeah. but after that, all your like none none of your sins count basically, which is kind of cool. I mean. I don't know. I think that's kind I of think cool. It's, I think it's awesome. Right? Because it's really like, okay, go. Because religion's one thing. You're, you're most of the time, you're born into it, right? So I think it's cool that they have that respect. For like, okay, now that you're an adult and you can choose, go out and see if this is for you. And if not, come on back. And, you the, know, it's...
1: the only thing is, is that they send them out there in the Amish faith without having experienced anything in their lives not even electricity electricity oh yeah like i saw this one episode where they didn't even know how to get on the escalator <sighs> yeah. and so then That's you're scary. then you're faced with nightclubs and sex and, well, drugs and you're probably and
0: scared because it's too much so you just want to go back to either your bed, that or know. if you're someone like we were as
1: teenagers you're just like fuck yeah yeah so it and goes one of two ways up, yeah yeah so, but anyway
0: they're totally not Amish they were Mormon yeah. it's just totally different but you know diving into religion
1: whatever well uh, and the Mormon faith they usually go on what's called missions so they go to a different country or a different city or somewhere different and they do a mission so their whole mission is to go and spread the word yeah, of yeah spread Christ. the word and do good in the community that they go to
0: Well, that's really nice. It is
1: nice,
0: yeah. Chris Hughes, who was a friend of Travis's and a fellow Mormon, had become very successful selling legal insurance. He worked for Prepaid Legal Services, which is a legal service. It's like a... Which kind of sketchy, but I guess kind of, as I looked more into it, more useful. Yeah, Yeah, but like, okay, A to have so much legal trouble that you are going to prepay like it's like pay 17 dollars a month and get unlimited legal access which cool because when you do have to do something like that it's a couple hundred bucks even if you just have to get something signed or except for i've never knock on
1: wood needed no needed a, one at your disposal have a lawyer at my disposal at any moment although i don't know i guess you could premeditate a lot of fun shit if you had a legal a lawyer well we're all about to
0: fucking get prepaid legal services because we're in this lockdown for so long everyone's about to throw yeah. down and probably Maybe get arrested we should start my boyfriend's seen like four fights in public in the last two days at work isn't that hilarious? Like, people... like It's not hilarious, but, I mean... Well, you know, like, everyone is really, really tightly wound right now. That's why. And it's, like, one of them was, like, put your fucking mask on. Like, no, motherfucker,
1: make me. It was like It's, like, it's I getting know. down to the nitty-gritty, like... I saw a guy in the liquor store on Saturday who walked into the liquor store and was, like... I'm never fucking coming back here again so all of you can shut the fuck up. I'm not putting a mask on. And they wouldn't let him pay. So he just walked out of the store with his alcohol, with stole it, without a oh. mask on, got in his truck and drove away.
0: Well, he could have used prepaid legal services. Yeah, so, except okay. for no
1: one even bothered to call.
0: No. So awesome. But you know, again, everybody's on edge. So yeah. anyway, prepaid legal services is one of our favorite things here at Murder With My Mother. It is a multi-level marketing business.
1: Oh, I love multi-level yeah, marketing. Yeah, it's your favorite. My fucking nightmare.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so they are sell- essentially selling you this $17 a month service, right? So you have to get every month and probably yeah. spread the word on. And Chris seemed to be doing really well for himself at prepaid legal services, so... Obviously, Travis is seeing this. He admired Chris. And Chris actually saw a certain motivation in Travis that he thought, you know, he might be good at that, which I think some people on my Facebook also look at my picture and think I would be good at that, too. You know? Be good at what? Any kind of fucking multi-level marketing where they're like, (laughs) anyway, love you guys, respect you, but please do not message me if I haven't spoken to you since high school about selling me
1: something. Thank you, PSA. (laughs) PSA, don't message me at all, even if I've ever spoken to you yesterday.
0: (laughs) Okay, there's a new set of rules. So as Chris had guessed, Travis quickly excelled and before he knew it, Travis was a top executive and one of the company's most sought after motivational speakers and salespeople. Hmm. So he was making really good money, he was working less than he would at a regular job if he went to college and had like an actual career. He was working way less. He had way more time. He was still, like, That's able to help people. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Maybe I should do these fucking... Anyway, he was making great money, like I said. And he bought a five-bedroom house for himself. He bought a BMW. And he was pretty much living the life that he always dreamed of.
1: It was his own boss.
0: Yeah. he was his own boss. <laughs> and he was... Gonna probably get a car
1: pretty soon and a lead BMW. a team. No,
0: I'm just joking. Oh. He bought that BMW. He probably got it from all his great, you know. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, don't
1: say it. We'll get sued. We'll need a legal team. Yeah, <laughs> prepaid legal
0: services. Mom, you got a dog, a big dog too. I
1: do, he's pretty big, he's over a hundred pounds.
0: you ever take him anywhere and get like super stinky and like... (laughs) Every single at least second day. Well good, I'm glad I'm not alone that my dog likes to roll in the stinkiest stuff at the park. So for those long stinky car rides home, I just started using FurSense dog dry shampoo. I also started using it and it's awesome. It's a lifesaver. So it is. I know how much I love dry shampoo to use on my own greasy hair, so if you need it for your dogs, freshen them up. First Sense, they're on Instagram, Facebook, and go to www.firstsense.ca. Perfect. First Sense, say goodbye to those stinky car rides home. In September of 2006, Travis or as friends actually referred to him as T-Dog, I know it's- cringe kind of a cringy name but whatever t-dog went to a prepaid legal services convention in las vegas Oh, that's a surprise honestly all the media all the mlms pretty much have that all in common you get a car be your own boss go to these conventions they seem pretty
1: litty like they seem fun i don't know
0: anyway so, like, if I wasn't trying to sell someone something, I'd be like, Woo, like, I'm at the well, convention. Well, yeah, it's a fun
1: crew. I mean, we used to have, at my MLM cult that I went to, we used to have, like, <laughs> for years glow parties and, like, all this fun stuff. It was oh, super yeah. fun. Yeah, super fun. that's. You must have made a lot
0: of money. That's why you're still yeah. your own boss. Because of his popularity with the company, Travis spoke and was in the limelight quite a bit at this convention. And being notoriously single, a friend of Travis who was also at the convention told him that there was a beautiful woman on his team and that he should probably try to like shoot his shot with her, kind of thing. So later in the MGM Grand Hotel lobby, outside of the Rainforest Cafe, which I fucking love, the Rainforest Cafe, we used to have one in Metro Town, and it was awesome. Travis walked up to the woman, this blonde, beautiful woman, and introduced himself. Her name was Jody, and instantly the sparks between the two flew. She was cute, seemed sweet. Like I said, she was like a bombshell, like a little blonde bombshell. And Travis asked her if she had a fancy dress. And he invited her to the formal executive banquet dinner for the company to be his date. Oh my gosh. It's kind of cringy though, because imagine, I mean, obviously she was all about it. But if a guy came up to me and they were like, hello, you want to come to the banquet? Do you have a, a fancy like, dress? Yeah, do you have a fancy dress? Like, I'd be like, I only packed slut clothes I'm in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? <laughs> so it was super natural, and the two of them te- seemed to talk the night away and take an instant interest in one another. Travis was said to be a romantic and kind of romanticized, finding the right woman for his perfect life. And obviously, because you have to remember, he has not had sex with anybody. So because of his Mormon faith, he cannot partake in premarital sex. So I don't know if you just fall in love with people a little quicker or well, when you don't do uh, it. I mean, I'm a firm believer in test driving the car before you buy it. I know that's probably not nice well, to announce. Well, I don't know because
1: I never had sex for until I got pregnant with you. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> And then one more time with my brother. That was actually immaculate conception. So I don't really know about that. I can advise you. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I'll ask ask someone that's Ask someone who's a little more promiscuous. Perfect, perfect. So anyway, he he pretty much wanted to find his wife. He wanted to find that right woman, you know? Because he
1: wanted to get laid. Yeah, and
0: that's that's what I think. But again, to spin it, as Travis's friends have said, he was really into finding the perfect woman to spend the rest of his life with, to have this perfect life you know that matched his ideal well, and that's perfection. because of his
1: childhood being so shady that he wanted the opposite of that so i get it like, exactly I 100% yeah i get it
0: yeah so after staying up until 4 a.m that night talking travis told a friend of his that he believed that he actually had met his future wife
1: oh my little gosh. did he know
0: Jodi Arias was born on July 9, 1980, in Salinas, California, to William Angelo and Sandy Arias. She has one older half-sister, two younger brothers, and one younger sister. At a young age, Jodi was drawn to photography and really drawn to nature. So she took a lot of photos. There's interviews of her saying, like used to take pictures of everything, she got like a little camera and she would just take pictures of her feet, and the mountains. She was super creative. Yeah, she was
1: super creative, she liked to sing, she liked to do stuff like that. So that probably also meant she was histrionic, like drama filled. Oh yeah, probably. Usually those things go together. Yeah.
0: She had what seemed to be a very normal upbringing, appearing to be happy and innocent in earlier years. In her teenage years, however, her parents bought a Mexican restaurant in Eureka, California, and moved the children there. Jodi worked there as a waitress, but longed and missed to go back home somewhere that felt more familiar. That's, like, the hardest thing, and thank you so much for never, like, when I was a teenager, picking up and going anywhere. Because everything is super dramatic when you're a teenager, so could you... That's just Oh, I can imagine,
1: because my mom moved when I was a teenager oh my god and we party moved, foul yeah we moved to Campbell River and I was like super dramatic about it and like lied that I was being bullied and like I need to go back and left my boyfriend oh and, like, that's the oh, worst. oh my god it was horrible it still pains me to think about it oh well thanks because then didn't you go oh, no you had met dad later right yeah. Well, after I went back, oh, I, I see, so there went you go, back to my own hometown because my mom drug me out by the hair. <laughs> okay. Whoa, whoa. I'm also a little histrionic. If yeah, whoa, best. whoa, whoa. Again, it,
0: with all research, it really says that she had like a very typical, very normal. Nothing happened. That's what other people have said. Yeah. Right. That her life was just normal. So. She kept her interest in photography and she started to shoot things like weddings and, you know, small events, but she never really went too far with it. And she never ended up making very much money. Hmm. It was kind of just like a side hobby, which when you love something, you don't really care. Yeah. But eventually she packed up and moved to Palm Desert, California, which is a resort town in the Coachella Valley. Ooh. Jody had been in a long-term relationship with a man that she had been with for the last four years. And it seemed, again, through the research, that she was with this guy. They bought a house together. But he was older, and he'd already been divorced, and he had a kid. And he was, like, not really about that life anymore. Like, he was, like, moving on. And they bought a house together, but Jody obviously also romanticized being someone's wife and having a family and all that stuff. Just, like, you know, regular people. It's usually natural
1: progression, Uh, this guy put
0: up like a wall and was like nah like
1: you also feel when someone's pursuing you with the want to have a family with you and marry you and stuff like that that's what makes you feel wanted when someone is like when you get together with someone from the get-go and they're like i don't want kids i don't want to get married oh right away i don't want any of that i mean it makes you have issues with feeling wanted for sure well and our gender my generation
0: a lot of them have struggled with like right away it's like you know you kind of lay that down like no right out the park right out of the park you know where it's like whoa again natural progression if you like someone they like some people are just too caught up in the what could be and not enough people live in the moment so
1: yeah and different strokes for different folks
0: exactly so this dude his stroke was not wanting to have any, any more stroke, kids
1: but no joke or was it a joke?
0: <laughs> and no milk for free from the cow. He wanted to have his cake and eat it too, yeah. basically. But Jody wasn't obviously she wasn't being fulfilled because that's a, that sucks when you know you're pouring into something and that thing has like a bottomless hole. So that sucks. So the man had no intention of marrying or having children with Jody, so she was basically just keeping her options open. Jody wanted to make more money and was introduced to prepaid legal services. There you go. She decided to attend a convention with the company that was in Las Vegas, which is where she met Travis. That would be fun,
1: actually. I would even go to the MLM right now. (sighs) Well, that's not saying much because we haven't been out for a year and a half. So for you to just offer
0: yourself up to MLMs to take you on a fun...
1: Call me. No, no. Just kidding.
0: After leaving Vegas, the two kept in almost constant contact. They talked for hours on the phone and grew closer with everything that they learned about one another. Travis lived in Mesa Arizona and Jody lived in California so the two started a long distance relationship and would meet at Travis's friend's house that was basically in the middle for both of them so it was like midway. Oh huh. yeah so they would meet there they would like they had a lot of things in common so they really got to know each other.
1: Well, and I think too, like when you're not, when you're meeting somewhere in between, you're not both involved in your own real life. So it's probably like way more fun and like more of like a vacation,
0: right? One more stimulation where you're like away from things that you would normally, you know, you're, it's still new and fresh and and secret and kind of like to yourself. And that's when it's like the best in the beginning and you really are kind of feeling it out, right? So they had a lot of different adventures together, and both shared the love of traveling. They even had a book called "A Thousand Places to See Before You Die." <laughs> I mean, okay, hmm. obviously hindsight, but there were they were said to have a potent chemistry. As soon as they were like every time they were together, it was like they couldn't keep their eyes off of each other and people around them. Obviously, at first thought, like, oh you know, that's so hot, cute. Yeah. So they were said to have traveled to Sedona the Grand Canyon they went all over the states and they even went to like New Mexico they just went everywhere and Jody documented all their travels on her MySpace page she took a lot of pictures of the two of them together and then she took a lot of photos of just Travis because again she was a photographer right that's what you do when you're second nature
1: did you ever see if her MySpace page is still up no I didn't I didn't seem to look I didn't think to look at that huh because a lot of people's MySpace pages are still, like, oh. saved in outer space there. Oh, I love outer space for that. Me too.
0: So Travis was said to have been infatuated with Jodi, and in an email to a friend, he even said whoever ended up with Jodi would be winning the wife lottery.
1: Winning.
0: Channeling your inner Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Over. The only issue, however, on Travis's radar was one of religion. Jody wasn't a part of the Latter-day Saints Mormon religion, and he was deeply involved in, a, in the church and had only until this time dated girls from his religion. In the Mormon faith, like I said earlier, premarital sex is a big no-no along with drugs, caffeine, alcohol, and you know how I love to learn things when we do these cases? Well, I learned. And maybe a, someone of Mormon faith could reach out to me to explain this in further detail. There are things called Mormon temple garments that um, is clothing they wear underneath all their clothes. And I guess that's, I don't know if that's like to remind you like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm not sure what it's for, but it's really struck me as like, damn. There's a lot of stuff like. Cause, like a, is it like a chastity belt? Like, do they uh, have like a, you know, I'm yeah, um, clearly I mean, not. It's probably
1: some blessed underwear or something. Huh. I went to. um Get me a pair of those. I went to pick Just up. Kidding. It's all white. Like everything mm-hmm, you wear is mm-hmm, white. Mm-hmm. And which is like the purity and the chastity. I went to pick up a guy from the Mormon church one time who was a young guy, like in the handy dart, mm-hmm. which I drive. Yeah,
0: and
1: I they were not, why not? Oh, they were not allowed. I was not allowed to go inside to get him because I'm not Mormon, hmm. but I didn't know that. <laughs> so, so you're just like, Hey, I I'm went in. Yeah. Like, Hey, hey guys. guys. Like I go into, they the, were all the like, temple. <gasps> I go into everywhere. I was actually told you're not actually allowed in here oh they told you yeah we'll bring him out to you oh yeah and and their temples are built on the highest ground in the land there's like a lot of different rules and regulations i love learning about different things same so do i it was very interesting to meet, and the guy that i picked up um had asperger's and he told me all the rules in a very robotic fashion can you get him to call me because i really want to know these i'm interested yeah there was a lot of cool stuff actually
0: yeah so travis had never experienced what he had with Jody because he had only dated Mormon girls and Mormon girls clearly you're didn't I fuck him. Well no, they didn't I fuck him. maybe maybe they did I fuck him, but they didn't um, go as far further than I fucking him. So yeah. he couldn't probably even it was said that he was very flirtatious, but again, if a girl if that's not even on their radar and they're not trying to have sex with you until they got a ring on their finger. Yeah. Then well, they they're even, not going they to even know
1: what that was. Like that type of intimacy was because no and experience. exactly
0: and, and Jody has
1: you know, she had other
0: previous partners. She has she was said to be a little more promiscuous too in her teenage years, which is
1: fine.
0: His brother actually referred to Jody as Travis's kryptonite. So obviously you know, Superman Kryptonite, that's his only weakness. Oh. So again, was it Jody or was it her vagina? You know? Yeah. Or whatever. Not her vagina, but her body. I think the chemistry definitely, like...
1: Yeah, and again, when someone's eye-fucking you again,
0: yeah, it's like hard to be like, oh no. And you, naturally, you have those urges, you know, religions and stuff like that. They put their two cents on that, but sexuality is human nature, and that is something that, again, you have these organs because you are supposed to have those feelings, and that is something normal. So if it's shamed, obviously, that's going to come with a lot of just stuff on its own, right? So...
1: And I think also it goes back to human nature again, when you're not supposed to do something, it becomes even harder because that whole feeling of knowing you're not supposed to do it makes it more alluring. Yeah. And again, he wanted to spend his life with her. He wanted to, at this time, he
0: wanted to have a future with her lottery. Well, yeah. Whoever's with her is winning the wife lottery. So on November 26, 2006, Jody was actually baptized by Travis into the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that kind of took care of some of his shame, I think, that he was feeling for... And his apprehension, probably. Oh, probably, yeah. So the relationship from the outside seemed a little bit strange. Friends of Travis say that Jody had an obvious, super unhealthy obsession with Travis. Like... She would straddle on, straddle him, like get on top of him, and just no matter who was around, would just get on top of him and like kiss his neck and like bite on his ear. It's like that's uncomfortable. One probably most of his friends
1: were Mormon. Exactly,
0: and also that I didn't even think of that. But yeah, they're probably all like, ah, my eyes, right? Not even that. In hellfire, he would say to her like, "Jody, get off me!" Like he would say, and also his friends witnessed a bunch of shit, so they said that he would go to use the bathroom and she would go and wait outside the bathroom door and just like wait for him like to hear to probably this is the thing when you date somebody who you have a feeling is not being honest with you and I can see where you would like I mean okay I can't even I'm trying to like
1: did she not was she not thinking he was being honest with her like right off I don't like know I, I think that she or just she maybe just had her own weirdo. yeah I
0: think she had her own trust issues from probably previous again being with this guy for four years and not and just kind of being probably beaten down this is probably like a trigger for her <laughs> well wow.
1: something was up but
0: yeah. anyway the friends were like she would wait outside the bathroom oh my god yeah she would like just anything if there's any females around she would like stand right beside him like not leave his side like follow him every single everywhere went through his phone all the time she even forwarded his emails to go to her inbox like so that yes so that like <gasps> secretly so that she could see like forwarded his emails like to go I to, used
1: to. do with you and you were yeah
0: but that's okay school. i wasn't in elementary school <gasps> oh, <Jesus. laughs> uh-huh. i was in eighth grade that's yeah. first year of high school mom come on well, that's why i did it that's fine. Oh, psycho! But apparently there were there were jealousy on both sides, is what Jody later said. But I mean, doesn't seem like he was overly caring about what the fuck she was doing, except for that. Obviously, I mean, Travis kind of started to see the red flags, the neon flags here, and eventually, uh, in 2007, after only five months together, the couple mutually ended their relationship. But get this. So remember how she had lived in... <laughs> she had lived in California. He was in Mesa, Arizona, right? Yeah. Until, like, their whole relationship and previous, she was living in California. And then once they started dating, she would drive out. They would meet, whatever, right? Okay, well, she all of a sudden moved down the fucking block from him <gasps> weeks after they broke up. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so that creeped everybody out. Like, his, his friend actually said... Like please, like oh my god, please stay away from her. I don't want to find you cut up in her freezer. Oh my god, like joking about it. And you see this interview with the friend that's like, <laughs> you know, like <sighs> I was really not serious. He said that not only would she follow him around, like he knew that she was following him. He had told his friends that she was stalking him, but she had his the code for his garage, so she would go into his house in the middle of the night. And just like crawl into bed with him or he would find her in there and be like, what
1: the fuck? Which and so they were f- fucking each other at this yes, point. Yes, right? yes, yes. I heard that he would only have anal sex with her and oral sex with her because he thought that, that having was regular sex was was not OK because of his Mormon faith. But oh, the but other two types were in not the butt, real, not real sex, It's not real sex. That's what the Greeks believe. That's why it's called Greek style. I've heard you're that, actually. Virgin. not going to lie. Yeah.
0: Oh, well. There you go. I'll... No, but to say, like, that, that must feel horrible that you're only, someone's only going to do you in the bomb and,
1: like, won't yeah. actually, like, you I mean, know... that comes with all the issues she's already building exactly. up. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So. Ooh. Shit's getting built up. So it. not
0: only would he have sex with her once he found her in the house in the middle of the night, which, okay, whatever. I mean, you can be lured that in that direction. I can see that, whatever. But. After he changed the code, he found her in the house. She crawled through his doggy door. Oh no. So like that, Jody. okay, that's when I would be like like Yeah. Fucking bitch, you're crazy. You know, yeah. So he did start to he obviously started
1: to panic. But he obviously had very poor self-control yeah. also, because mm-hmm. you think, like, he's never even had a sexual relationship before. Yeah. Well, oh, and, and everyone with their first
0: sexual relationship is more, like, you like, can't...
1: oh, I want to do that again. Yeah, yeah,
0: right? Because you've never experienced it before. So, eventually, Travis started to bring other women around, and Travis assumed that Jody would do her best to try to scare them away. So, things started happening to him, like, knocking on windows, and his tires got slashed a couple times, oh and just shit God. like that, where okay let's narrow it down who are the candidates that would be doing this right yeah when something's happening and you're going through something with your crazy ex again referring back to the person that i know that unfortunately killed their partner that was like something we all knew like nobody yes. else wanted to harm this person
1: except everyone for knew you. who had done it for yeah. sure yeah so it's like what the fuck who do you think you're fooling that that I don't think when you're at that point in crazy that you
0: care. No, that you feeling. care. Exactly, exactly. Cooling.
1: sorry. <laughs> you don't care what you're feeling either. No, Jeez. you don't care about anything. No. You're, like actually consumed and obsessed.
0: Yeah, so he knew that she was doing all this crazy shit. She totally denied it. He said to her, like, you don't know how much like grief you've caused me. And she pretty much said... I never wanted to hurt you. I never wanted to cause you any grief. I just and love you. I just love you so much. Please, you know, obviously, and, and it, it's sad because you can sense that that desperation, right? Like oh, desperado. Totally. So he confronted Jody, and like I said, she obviously was probably a little bit embarrassed, probably whatever. But that just in turn resulted Benny, in, in her. Well, he probably had sex with Benny her again. Bent her over and fucked her up the ass, and everything was fine. <laughs> And by April 2008, Jody returned to Eureka to live near her family. So it's probably a better decision for her to get away from that. Is it y It might be y I might Eureka. I think it looks like Eureka because it's Y-R-E-K-A, but it might be y So if I'm saying that wrong, reach out. So in early June, Travis had a trip planned to go to Cancun for a company retreat. Again, with MLM comes pretty... Fun, fun-ass looking trips.
1: Oh my god! Nice cars and
0: stuff. But you got a sign to sign, sell your soul right here for this fun <laughs> trip to Mexico. So he originally had invited Jody, but obviously due to her unforeseen craziness, he didn't want to bring her anymore because because who knows what would happen
1: when they were in Mexico. Well, and you probably
0: don't want to hang out with her if she just crawled through your doggy door and is slashing, slashing your tires and shit, you know?
1: Well, the sex is probably pretty hot, though.
0: Yeah, well, anyway, he was actually now seeing another girl, and her name was Mimi. Oh. So Mimi was supposed to now go on this trip with him. Friends of Travis's, the Hugheses, were also in Mexico awaiting Travis and Mimi's arrival. Hmm. They were texting him with plans but when they arrived and like what are we gonna do let's plan this you guys want to go here blah 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 All just stuff that you you know plan your itinerary with the people you're vacationing with so he wasn't replying so his friends were like you know joking around with him and they grew increasingly worried though uh because travis missed a conference that he was actually supposed to lead he was
1: he was like the head one of the head guys at yeah that point.
0: yeah like he he went up that company really fast he really excelled quite quickly but he was supposed to lead like regular and he didn't show up which was very out of character Hmm. so his friend that was waiting for him in mexico and waiting for a response called him and left a voicemail and he said t-dog you better be dead bro call me back why are you dissing me why are you calling me back like obviously he's like you know not actually thinking that he's deceased because if someone doesn't text you Obviously, oh, I don't think they had. Why you dissing me? No, it's not even t- I don't even think they had text, but it's on voicemail. By June 9th, it had been five days since anyone had heard from Travis and Mimi, who probably should have been a little more. I mean, Proactive. if you're seeing a guy and he doesn't text you, if you don't. This is early two thousands. This is before like the whole term ghosting. But like you know, you have a trip plan to go to Mexico with this guy, and you know his ex girlfriend is stalking you guys. Like I don't know. I would have been a little more worried, but whatever. By that time, again, it had been five days since anyone had heard from him. And Mimi, who was supposed to go with Travis the next day to Mexico, hadn't heard from him either. So she became super worried and she took two of her friends to go to Travis's place to see if everything was okay. So they used the garage code to access his house because obviously he just gave his garage code to everybody. everybody. (laughs) Like, don't you learn? Anyway... No victim shaming here. No. It's okay, Travis. You give your code. It's okay. So they used the garage code to access his house. And when they entered, they actually found one of his roommates, Zach Billings. He was just sitting there hanging With out. his
1: headphones on, apparently.
0: Yeah. So I think what I take from this is he had purchased a large home for himself. It's five bedrooms. So he probably had, like, the main suite part of it. Probably. And then rented it out to his friends. Right? He was a young guy. He was, like, 29, 30 yeah. years old. Right? So, I mean, that's kind of the that lifestyle they asked Zach if he had seen Travis and Zach was like no he's in Mexico and Mimi's like no he's not in Mexico I'm supposed to go with him and he wouldn't have gone without me or gone earlier and not told his friends that are in Mexico waiting for him yeah so obviously they were all a little bit concerned so Zach went and entered Travis's room and immediately saw a pool which is actually referred to as a puddle there was a puddle of blood on the floor in the hallway He continued down the hallway into Travis's bathroom, and there, slouched over in the shower, crumpled up and starting to decompose, was the lifeless body of Travis Alexander. Oh my gosh. Travis had been stabbed 27 times, had his throat slashed from ear to ear, and was shot in the head. This was clearly a crime of passion, if I've ever seen one. Yeah, very overkill. And that's the thing, crimes of passion, that's how you know. You know when... Something is, again, like my mom said, overkill. Like, okay, if you shoot somebody and you're a stranger, you're going to probably just shoot them and run away. Shoot them once and run away. But if this is someone who has hurt you, harmed you, caused you anger, you know, uh, humans, we have anger, we have rage, we do. But it has to be obviously that mix of mental illness or something that allows you to act on that and snap and stab somebody 27 times whoever did this wanted to really make sure that Travis was dead. In the 911 call, you can hear friends of Travis state that the only person who could have done something so horrible was Travis's psycho ex-girlfriend, who he said had been stalking him. Her name was Jodi Arias. So police found a lot of forensic evidence and there was blood everywhere, hairs everywhere. Travis had... So it was like the area that was Travis's and nobody else's. Like yeah, no like one like a else bedroom in the with an ensuite yeah. and a hallway and... And so after further investigation into the autopsy, everything like that, they put the time of death, the date of death to be on the 4th of June. So not only did they find so much forensic evidence, they also, in Travis's washing machine... Found a camera, a digital camera. And to their surprise, once authorities analyzed the memory card, there were photos from the 4th of June. Photos that seemed to show the last minutes of Travis's life. And Jodi was in the pictures and she was the photographer.
1: Oh my God! So
0: like, if you're going to kill someone, you probably shouldn't take photos of it. There was photos of him alive in the shower, alive, alive,
1: taking a shower, Looks kind of scared. They actually, there was actually photos of sexual stuff. Oh, first, yes.
0: So I mean, that's what I'm saying. There was photos of all this. You know, she's posing, he's posing, and there's no denying it's her. It's clearly her, and it's clearly him, and he's clearly alive, and so is she. And then they go into a shower, and they're having a shower, and it's like this sensual photo shoot of like water dripping off his face, and then all of a sudden he's just laying there dead. So it's like okay, a genius doesn't need to be the one investigating this to put this together <laughs> that the photographer that you're dating, who is a psycho stalker, also took photos of you and then left you to die. Left you dead. Left you really dead because yeah. she literally stabbed him 27 times. Shot him. Shot him and, in the head. And slashed his throat. And slit his throat. So if he had a chance, it was no longer... Oh,
1: <sighs> that's harsh.
0: Yeah. So this case actually seems like this was the crazy part, but just... Wait until we talk about the investigation. The shit that was uncovered that Jody Arias did, how she acted, all the stuff that came out and, you know, everything that she says happened, the multiple stories that she throws at them. We are going to bring you on episode 18. So this is a two-parter. So- surprise! Surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. <laughs> so tune in in two weeks to hear how this episode ends. I can't wait.
1: I'm like on suspense i know pins and needles pins and needles knives and guns whoa (laughs) sorry a little too much i always take it too far that's okay all right well i guess um we'll be back in two more weeks we're also gonna start um putting up some tiktoks oh yes we are and that's pretty exciting so our tiktok account is murder with my mother pod yeah so we're both fucking old so, <laughs> I, my
0: TikToks, uh, I'm going to ask my eight-year-old to probably help me out with some of them because that's how much I do not know how to use them or use this app.
1: Yeah, and um, I actually saw them brainstorming about it the other day, the nine and the seven-year-old. Oh, yes. The nine and yes. the eight-year-old, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll definitely have to get some younger people's advice because I'm twice as old as you are. Yes, so, so we yeah. Have- what? But the TikTok should be very If you want a
0: very funny TikTok channel to watch, watch Murder With My Mother pod on TikTok. Yes. And again, you guys know you can find us on Instagram, Facebook. You guys can email us case suggestions. We are starting a Patreon. I will keep you guys posted with all the deets of that, but look out for that. And mom will be with you guys. Well, we'll both be here, but mom will be bringing you the nitty gritty details of the case or i you know the what comes out
1: of the yeah i court can't trial. wait i'm i'm Everything. looking forward to it Yeah, I mean, this case definitely is a mind-bending head spinner for sure. Well, it has a lot of twists and turns. Well, I think when this all first occurred, it wasn't so... uh, Murder cases weren't as publicized. There wasn't this much detail given to the public. People weren't as interested. I mean, I think that the Menendez brothers was probably, like, Mm -hmm. one of the first ones that was like that. And OJ, but... I think with this case, too,
0: the sexualization of her, and because she's a... She's a beautiful woman. And she's sexy. She exudes
1: sexual charm for sure.
0: Well, and she's a
1: photographer and then there's the pictures like that's So it's all very twisted. Yeah. And I think like, we'll get into it later, but she tries to kind of unsexify herself a little bit when she mm-hmm. goes to trial but i think that only made people like find her more sexy actually yeah so yeah let's get back at it in two more weeks and we hope you've really enjoyed the story thus far and thank you to Danica for picking this pretty crazy story
0: yeah so join us in two weeks and we will bring you episode 18 until next time this has been murder with my mother take it easy y'all bye guys see ya